anyone can do this business. I truly believe that. But there is a ceiling on for those, for some of those that don't want to add the part that really matters. Put in the dollar and it's going to spit out five. How, how many times would you continue to put a $1 <laughs> bill in this machine? It'll, it'll repeat it over and over again. Put in one, kick out five. Cody, my man. I'm here with Cody Hoffine, my good friend and business partner in a lot of ways, doing a lot of really cool things with the Joe Homebuyer franchise. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that, Cody. But guys, we are here at Cody's Mastermind. We're in Lake Powell. I mean, Cody, look at this place. This is, this is incredible. Our, this is our heaven on earth. We, we come down here. We're about 25 days a year out here. My family thinks it's the best trip. We love Disney like you guys. And still to this day, my kids are like, uh, Lake, Lake Powell's Powell. our favorite trip. So, so what is Lake Powell? Someone watching this does not know Lake Powell. What is Lake Powell? It's like heaven on earth. If you can, if you can think <laughs> of like, what's your best view of what heaven's going to be like, it's here. Uh, it is a, just a massive, gorgeous, gorgeous lake. You got to Google Lake Powell. It's just a beautiful place for surfing. Uh, you have houseboats down here. So in the background, you might see a piece of that, of that houseboat so that it doesn't even feel like you're away from home. I mean, they're, they're, they're pretty cool to, to sleep in eight bedroom, four bathroom, uh, houseboats, but it's just a gorgeous place to be. Yeah. We've been coming here for a long time and it's like, uh, it's like a great place to disconnect, kind of recenter yes. because there's no light pollution out here. So at night you literally see the stars like you've never seen them before. So it's just incredible. Just and we're learning, we're masterminding. We've got some really high profile, super successful people here. And it's interesting because we were talking about the wholesale real estate industry. And, and I've noticed this, and I think you agree with me that, you know, a lot of people come into wholesale real estate and um, it's, it's probably like of all the people that come in, most people come in thinking like, wow, this is a great way to make a lot of money really fast. And it is, but then they kind of realize right away, like, wow, this is a lot of work too. And so there's kind of like a high turnover rate. And then the people that do stick with it, see it through, put in the work, put in the effort, they start to see some success. And then what I've noticed is they hit about 250,000 a year. And that kind of is the cap, right? They, which is really a lot of money. Like that's fantastic. That's a great income, but then they kind of plateau there. And then I, I feel like 80% of wholesalers, they kind of hit 250, 300,000 and that's it, right? And what ends up happening is it's sort of like a solo operator, like a, a one person team. Yes. And why is that, Cody? Why, what do you see happening there? Um, you have a lot of success helping wholesalers grow way past that, but why do you think that is? And what's the challenge with that? I had some thoughts about this and then we've really honed in because we're now at 80, let's call it 80 franchises across the nation. Mm -hmm. And we're able to really see real time now. So we're able to really break down study within our own group. Like, okay, who's winning? Who's not winning? Why are they winning? Why are they not winning? And we're able to break that down. And a lot of times it's, it's the investor. The investor gets in their own way. And we do this all the time in our, in our own lives, right? We can be our worst enemy of where we want to go. It can be fear driven, right? I mean, me and you were on a phone call with someone the other day. And we asked him, we said, Hey, what do you think it is? What do you think that is that we're, we're, uh, you're not be able to get past that 250 or why you don't spend triple the amount of marketing? Is it a budget problem or is it a, uh, but what if it doesn't come back and I just spent triple the amount of marketing and we could feel that it was kind of leaning more that direction. And so a lot of times it can be fear-based. It can be like that first hire or, you know, spending more money on the marketing, spending money on the marketing is probably the biggest one. one. Like trying to up marketing. Like I've been used to spending 2,500 and I just don't know if I dare to spend five grand, eight grand, 10 grand, but that's a huge part already in scaling. 
And then that second part comes into leadership is how many people are, are building themselves up. So you can get into this business and make a lot of money. But along the way, are we doing the things with personal development to become uh, a leader? Because A players, when everyone's like, hire an A player, hire an A player, A players aren't looking for B leaders. So if we're not becoming people along the way and we're just worried about money, 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 at some point it does catch up and it haunts them because now they haven't became the leader along the way that now they can grow a team to help magnify and multiply what they're going to do. So guys, in case you don't know, uh, Cody and his partner, Mark, uh, own Joe Homebuyer. And it's a franchise that really helps wholesalers have all of the systems, the processes, the marketing in place to really excel with their wholesale business. And, and uh, I'm just super proud, Cody, of what you've done with Joe Homebuyer. I own several franchises myself. It's really fun to be a part of that organization. And, you know, helping that personal development is a big part of the culture at Joe. Yeah, it's, it's a huge, and, and rightfully so, because I talk about this a lot. People don't really want to, you know, put um, very much attention into this, but I personally believe that success in wholesale real estate, probably like anything, is about 80% your own development and 20%, you know, technique and strategy. Yeah. It really plays that much of a role. And I hear you quote all the time, I think it's Jim Rohn, where your level of income never exceeds your personal development. That's exactly right. That's that right. Rarely does a man's income exceed their level of personal development. Yeah. And That's how true. true is that? So, and I look back at my own life when I first got started, I tell this story a little bit, but, um, you know, it was, this is 20 years ago. There wasn't all of the tools and resources and data like there is today. So I started like many people like driving for dollars, you know, yeah. and this is Metro Detroit and I didn't have money to buy like, you know, the CDs at, at that time it was CDs of the greats. So I literally went to the public library. All our young generations right now, they're, yeah, they're like, like, what CDs, the crap is these round things like is this? Is that where you yeah. put your money in the money market? Like, yeah. is it? <laughs> Not that kind of CD. And I went to the public library and I checked out, you know, Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar yes. and Tom Hopkins, yes. right? And I would listen to these CDs in my, in my pickup truck while I was driving around. Yeah. And that had more of an, of a, of a, profound impact on me than anything else I learned yeah. was just having that personal development in my head all the time. Like that was such a massive part of that growth. And I think sometimes we don't want to hear that. Like I know sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm like, when I'm watching like content, I'm like, Oh, I don't need to hear about mindset. I don't need to hear about those things. But yeah. those have been the things if I, if I have to be completely honest, I'm not the smartest individual. I'm not the guy that's gone to college. I'm not the guy that has a, as a degree, I have been grit when I need a grit. I've had the grind when I need the grind to get going and get business going. Anyone can do this business. I truly believe that. But there is a ceiling on for those, for some of those that don't want to add the part that really matters. And it's been personal development. It's been everything about me becoming someone better. How do you expect to bring on a team? And uh, we had lunch with John Maxwell. John Maxwell is one of my favorite authors oh, yeah. out there. He has a book called Fail Forward. I just absolutely love it. I love his 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. Incredible. Yeah, life-changing. Me yeah. and Mark sat down with lunch with, with John Maxwell. We're sitting there with him, and he's talking about us. He says, gentlemen, here's the thing that's, that, uh, that your, your team needs to know, your people need to know. He says, um, don't show me your dreams. Show me your teams, because you can accomplish any dream when you have the team. But if you don't have leadership skills, if you don't have any... Um, any personal development where you're becoming someone better because you're only going to hire a mirror image of yourself. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a C leader, 
don't get mad that all you're attracting is C players because that's all you're going to attract. A players are looking for A leaders. They, they're, they're, they're ready for jumping ships and being on different ships. That's okay. But if you're not the A leader, they'll jump that ship pretty quick and get onto another ship. Yeah, I like to tell people <clears throat> that uh, as, you're, as you're growing your business, um, talent follows vision, right? So if, if you can show the vision of what your organization is all about, what you're doing, where you're going – and you can convey that in a way and those A players buy into that vision. They have to buy into that. They have to believe in you as the visionary. Then they'll come into your organization. But if they don't see the vision because you haven't developed it in yourself yet and conveyed it, then they're not going to come over to your organization, right? So talent, vision attracts talent. So you've got to be constantly working on that. So we see that quite a bit. And that's why, you know, to develop past that like plateau of 250000 a year, it's really mostly about your ability to develop yourself into building a team and all the things that go into leadership to build an organization. And so that's kind of the biggest thing that we're seeing. And it's interesting because when you start in wholesale real estate, probably like any business, we've defined that going from your first deal, so zero to 250 a year consistently, like building that business, that is 10 times harder than going from 250 to a million, yeah. right? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Zero to 250 is way harder than 250 to a million. 1, so we can take someone that's at that 250 level and get them to a million very quickly. And why is that? What, what has happened when someone's gotten to the 250 level? What things have they now, I guess, overcome or yeah. accomplished? Again, I, <laughs> it goes back to that, uh, that whole mindset, right? How many times at the beginning, I want each one of you watching this, think about it for yourself. How many times at the very beginning did you think to yourself, like, I know I saw Jerry do it, but I'm not Jerry. Like Jerry's been doing it so long. He's so good at talking to people, but I'm not Jerry. I don't have that gift of gab. And you kind of almost have like self-sabotaging place in you. And then there's also that fear driven. It's like, okay, I know it works, but will it work for me? And everything is out of fear. So there's so much fear behind most people when I talk to them. They're so like, yeah, I want it to work, but I just don't know if it's going to work. And, and they have these what ifs going on in their head all the time. And uh, Robin Sharma, a mentor of mine, he's all, all you got to do is cut your excuses in half and triple down on your, on your action. And I was like, that's what I got to start telling these people. Like, yeah. just cut your excuses in half and just triple down on your action. Get going. You got to just move. Um, so there is a, that's, that's a hard lift. A lot of people are coming from um, maybe a nine to five where they didn't have to make big decisions. They didn't have to worry about marketing. They didn't have to worry about all these things. All they had to worry about is you provide your time. At the end of that week, a check is going into your bank account. But when you see money go out of your bank account to pay for marketing, that's, ooh, pain. Yeah, that's, that's a different game. Yeah. Once you've done it though, and you see it works and you're three Xing, four Xing, five Xing that spend, it's, it's amazing. You get to a quarter million. But that quarter million to a million, now it's just these little shifts of, okay, how do we develop you as a leader? How do we get a team in place? Um, If I can be completely honest, for me, it was, I don't know if most people don't like the word partnership. I've always loved the word partnership. Me and Mark, like it's the yin to the yang. Mm -hmm. The things that I'm not talented at or great at, or maybe even not even have that much desire to do. Mark's fantastic at it and he loves it. Like it's a specialty and to the opposite, the things that he doesn't like to do, that's like my specialty. So there is a healthy balance in understanding that maybe with someone one plus one doesn't equal two. Cause if that's the case, I, I would say partnerships are probably not no. the best thing. It's never you have to split. Now you got to split you it do twice as much. That's yeah. exactly right. But if you can have a one plus one equal 10, 
That's a special Powerful. moment. And so every business that I own currently today, it's partnered with someone, but it's never with a one plus one equals two. Every partner that I own a business with, it is a one plus one equals 10. And that's how I'm able to really expand who I am and, and become someone more. So that's the other part of, of the 250 to a million. Sometimes, sometimes you need that someone else, that extra kick that has the same buy-in, the same mentality that they want to go, hey, I want to get to 1 million or 2 million or 3 million. Sometimes having someone that I can call and say, hey, we own some stuff together where I can say, hey, talk to me, Jerry. Like, yeah. what Help do I me need? through this. Like, walk me through this. What are your thoughts? And then I get clarity through being able to leverage a partner. And now it's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I talk about this uh, to scale a wholesale business. You have like these different phases that you go through. I've done a couple videos around this. And you know, in the beginning, it's, it's all about just transacting and being consistent, right? Like if we look at some of my partners that are, that are Joe franchisees, these guys are, they're successful at that 250 to 500,000. And it's because they're just so consistent. Like they wake up, they show up, they get on the phones, they go on the appointments. They're the most gritty, hardworking dudes. They're just amazing. And what is it? They just keep showing up. And it's interesting. I did a, I did an interview with Chris Allen, one of our, one of our Joe partners. And, and I asked Chris, I'm like, Chris, how have you been so successful? And he's like, man, I just, I just, when I show up and I'm there, then like that's 80% of it. Cause now I'm here. That's right. And then I just get on my, I get on the calls and I, I, and then it's like, just the hardest part is just making sure I'm there every day. Yeah. Right. So I think to get to 250, it literally is just showing up, being consistent, picking up that phone, doing those calls, making those offers. And you can get to 250 really with not much leadership, no team, just consistency and, guys, and no marketing. And no like marketing. This is the one thing that's yeah. blown my mind since you brought on your, your partners. The one thing that's blowing my mind right now is every one of them are when they're at that, that quarter million mark. I'm like, okay, so what marketing channels do they have? They're like, oh, we don't have marketing channels. We just reach out to agents. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, What's crazy. happening right here? Yeah, so that's the other part of getting to 250 is is it can be easier also because the sense of I'm just, I just got to show up. Yeah. Like I don't have to rely on anyone. I don't have to worry about marketing. I don't have to spend money. And so they that's the other thing. It, yeah. If they're getting to a quarter million without marketing dollars, they're, they're reaching out to agents. But then when it gets from 250 to a million, what's cool is now they don't have to worry about any kind of natural fears that come in to say, hey, we're going to spend 15 grand this month in marketing because you've been there before you've yeah. done that and they partnered with you. So you can say, Hey, don't worry about it. Yeah. Just pick up the phone when these We're leads come because yeah. I'm paying for leads and it's coming. Yeah. And then they're just going to start picking up the phone and just keep multiplying what they're doing. And then pretty soon the whole point behind this is that they're not going to be wearing all the hats like they yeah. currently are. It's there. We're going to start helping them build out the team and map out a, a beautiful blueprint that allows them to work on their business versus in the business. Well, you and I have a, a very strong philosophy that a business, especially a wholesale real estate business, it, it really should never stay a high paying job. You know, there's that phase where it is, it is. like in the beginning it is because you're wearing all the hats, right? But we don't ever want to get stuck in that phase. The goal is you actually bring on the right team. You have acquisitions, you have dispositions, you have, you know, virtual assistants that are doing some of that lower level activity, heavy lifting. You've got marketing people, you got the whole process and system and team to where you literally should be able to step outside of that business and it be a multi-million dollar functioning business without you there operating day to day. Like that's the goal. 
That's the goal in every one of my businesses. That's the goal in every one of your businesses. Again, they have phases, right? There's that part where you are going to have to grind in that business. But if you can continue to develop, the way you get past that 250 is you start to build a team. You start to spend the money on the right kind of marketing, right? And then that's going to allow you to grow while the business is growing, you're growing. And then you really do step into that owner box where maybe now it's, you know, an hour or two or three a week just making sure all the parts are moving how they should. And isn't that, isn't that what a business should be? It, I, and probably at the beginning, I never would have saw it like that. But yeah. yeah, that's what a business should be. In fact, we have my operation manager here, Connor. And I remember asking him in front of you, I'm like, Connor, yeah. like, to be honest, how many hours do I spend with you? And he's like, uh, negative. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> it was really funny. He said negative. So I'm like, so does Cody take from the business? So guys, check that out. Cody's, Cody's business in, in Utah does millions of year, uh, millions a year in revenue, his wholesale business. And Cody, his team said Cody spends negative time in that business. I'm still trying right? to work yeah. through that one, how that adds up. Yeah, I, I am too. Maybe but I'm in their way more than yeah, I actually help. Like, geez, Cody, get out of here. We're trying to do, we're trying to do deals here. Get out of the way. But the point with that is Cody has developed that business into where he literally now owns the business. The business works for him, not him for the business. And I know that's maybe cliche, we hear that a little bit, but it's we often easily lose sight of that and we start getting in the business. I know for me, um, one thing I did is uh, I was working in my backyard in Metro Detroit and then our family decided to do this RV trip, like this extended like year long RV trip. And when I left like the office, I realized instantly that I was the bottleneck to the growth of that business. I was the one that was slowing it down. I was the one that, because everything had to come through me and I, I hadn't really developed my team to do the business the right way. And so that sort of forced me to kind of wake up and see that. And that was, seeing that firsthand changed everything for me because I realized, hey, I really can get people in these positions that actually do that job better than me. That's the flaw. The and myth. then the business just exploded. That's the flaw in the myth that most people say is, you know what, but I can't turn that over to someone else. I can't turn acquisitions over because I'm the closer. I'm the one that's the best. And they have this, they have this ego side that says, no, no one can do it as good as me. The other side is that you feel like, um, maybe most like you can't delegate. Maybe there's a, there's a delegation problem. Like you can't leverage people. And I see that all the time too, is they don't delegate. There's like, no, no, I'll do it. So when someone comes in with a problem, they're like, um, what do I do now? Uh, I, I, this happened. I, we just had a, a, a buyer back out. And instead of saying, okay, what do you think you should do in building that leadership skill? They're like, oh, okay, well, let me figure it out and I'll get another buyer to buy this. And they take it away from their team. So there's, there's these things that, I mean, along the way, that's what we were finding out with Joe Homebuyers. How do we continually help our Joe franchise owners understand that owning a business is more than just saying, I own a business. There's it's work. It's still work. And you still got to just work on becoming someone better than who you are each and every day. We're just talking, talking about 1% marginal gains. And as you do that, you start to see that Jim Rohn quote, rarely does a man's income exceed their level of personal development. As you become someone better, money just chases you. And that's a, that's a cool feeling. So let's talk about, before we wrap up this video, Cody, I want to talk a little bit about marketing because what I've seen is if you look at all of the million dollar producers in wholesale real estate, they are all spending the money on the marketing. And they understand that 
marketing is just a giant funnel. And the, the, the more coming in the top, the more quality deals I'm going to get out at the bottom. And that's a very distinguishing thing about the million dollar producers and everybody else. So I, I kind of look at it like in real estate, when we get started, there's like free methods, yep. right? Like agent outreach and maybe driving for dollars. You know, there's, there's a handful of strategies you can do that are free. Don't cost you anything. Then there's like your low cost. And that's typically like cold calling and texting. You know, you get a list, you skip trace it, you cold call it. That's a very low cost strategy. Works, but it's low, it's low cost. It is a lot of work, a lot of follow-up because you're outreaching, which means you're getting people early in the motivation stage, right? Which means you got to follow up a lot. The cash conversion cycle is really long because you got to, you know, the, you, you talk to them today and they're not ready for six months, right? So that's very typical with like those low cost strategies. And then you have your higher cost marketing strategies. And that's usually going to be Google and Facebook ads. It's going to be direct mail. It's now really spending the money. But what happens is you start to bring in some very high quality leads. And so you kind of look at these different things and, you know, you can do all of them. That's fine. But what most people do is they, they start out with the, with the free and the low, and then they really struggle to the, the, to the high cost marketing and the high cost marketing is where you're going to really see that massive expansion because you're getting those deep buys, you're getting the high motivation and you're just getting the, the, the higher quality as well. And so transitioning tends to be where people can get stuck and get stuck in the, in the free and low cost and not transition into the high. So what's going on there? Like, I don't, maybe you have some thoughts around when it's time or how to think differently about that marketing spend. I look at it as maybe a simple story. And I'd think about this. If I gave you $1 and I said, Hey, just sit in front of this slot machine right here. All you got to do is sit here, park your, park your chair right there, put in the dollar and it's going to spit out five. How, how many times would you continue to put a $1 bill in this machine? It'll, it'll repeat it over and over again. Put in one, kick out five, put in one, kick out five. When it gets to the numbers, don't let it, don't let it sway you. Don't let it be the thing that changes why you're going to invest or not invest. Cause it's like, Oh no, now instead of like free marketing, now I have to spend five grand, 10 grand. In fact, I would challenge most people nowadays, just in the marketing that we're in and, and the economy that we're in and the competition that's out there. If you're not having an average spend of between eight and $10,000 in your market and in major markets that are super hyper competitive, I'd say that that number goes up to like 12 to 15 a month and higher price points too. That's like right. If you look at some That's higher right. price points, you might be spending 15,000. Whereas in another market that you'll get that same, you know, contract per lead That's right. at 5,000, but on the 15,000 spend market, you're kicking out a $50,000 assignment. This is correct. So it's also, you got to also think about what market you're in and price points. Cause you're going to have to spend more, but you're going to get a whole lot bigger assignment fee on that deal. And speed. People forget that too. Yes. And speed is the speed is the key to this. So if you can see something where I'm going to put out an investment and it comes back quick, no one loves putting out money and it takes a long time to bring back. And that can happen. You put five grand in that kitty for the spending on direct mail. It could take you six months to do a deal because there is also that point of it's not enough. And so we're kind of just, we're kind of just playing with our foot on the brake. We're not just fully accelerated on the gas. There is when all of a sudden you turn it to 10 or 15, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that was the difference. That was the big kicker right there that brought in all the leads that allowed me to close. So that's the, that's another thing is you can also not spend enough, but 
dabble in it yeah. and dabbling everyone jumps out of marketing when they dabble. It's just not enough. It's it's literally playing with your foot on the brake. You've got to be all in. You can't just dabble in marketing. If you're going to do it, do it and diversify because everything's cyclical. So when mail's up, it could be that PPC's down, but that's where people stay consistent. Where you're feeling a roller coaster, you're like, oh man, it's so good. I did a deal this month, but then the next two months I didn't do a deal. And now we're on that roller coaster mm-hmm. ride. If we can have PPC, SEO, Facebook, direct mail, cold calling, an agent outreach through like a, like a, just a, a, a relationship manager. What happens is as things go down, things are going up. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just really cyclical. I'm trying to make this like cool. <laughs> I feel like I'm like glow sticking or something. <laughs> that's um, cool though. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's the kicker to, to marketing. You do need to diversify, but you have to spend enough budget. If you do that, you stay consistently doing deals. Yeah. I tell my, my Joe partners that are doing the 250 or so, to get to a million, we have to minimum start spending ten thousand a month, and really we got to. That's got to keep going up because if we're not at least spending that in marketing, we're not going to be generating enough leads to to get the quality leads to get the quality contracts right. And so that's a big mindset shift for a lot of people. They're like ten grand a month and and spend like that's that's a you got to be kind of ready to you got to be ready to handle that lead those leads and you got to be ready to start spending money to make money. And when the people get to two and a half million, oh, they're yeah. spending thirty to forty thousand a month. And and I'm, they're not staying at fifteen. They're yeah. not getting their processes better. They're just buying more leads. Yeah, it's it's really fascinating to see that. There there are multi million dollar wholesalers that are spending the hundred the fifty, the hundred grand a month, and their team is no bigger. That's right. It's no bigger than the, than people doing the five hundred thousand or whatever, because now it's just about feeding the machine with quality leads. Yeah. And closing those leads and getting the big assignments. So, Cody, I love this conversation. Hope you guys got a lot of value out of that. You know, it really is a matter of that personal development, really spending the money on the marketing. And it's it's incredible. Like I like to say, you know, it's getting your getting your 10th deal is 10 times harder than your first deal and getting your 100th deal or easier. Getting your 10th deal is 100 times easier than your first deal and getting your 100th deal is 100 times easier than your 10th deal. Right. And it's just because you got to keep building out that system. Right, so guys, hope you got a lot of value out of that. Uh, if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the channel. I'm going to put some of Cody's information below. If you guys want to learn more about the uh, the the Joe Homebuyer franchise and what that looks like, I'll put a link down there below too, and you can learn more about that. And also, if you're if you're a high producer, you know, if you're at that stage where you're hitting that 250 to 500 thousand, and you're a solo operator, and you wanna you wanna talk about maybe partnering with me on a Joe Homebuyer franchise. And what that looks like, it's it's really a phenomenal model that might be the right fit. I mean, culture is a big thing. So you have to fit our culture to even be considered for that, let alone already be at a certain level producing. But uh, we'll put some information below and you can, you can learn more about that as well. We'll see you guys on the next video.